Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It is the JR Sport Brief show on CBS Sports Radio. I hope you had a tremendous day. I hope you're having a tremendous evening. I'm going to be hanging out here with you for the next three hours. Thank you to everyone who's been locked in since hour number one. We get started at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. You can always lock in on the free Odyssey app. You can hit rewind. You can hit pause. You can listen to the show when I'm finished. You can do whatever you want. You can listen to CBS Sports Radio all day. Thank you as well to people tuned in all over North America on our many CBS Sports Radio affiliates, Sirius XM Channel 158, and on smart speakers. Yeah, yeah, you got that. I'm hanging out with super producer and host Dave Shepard, and I'm here with you. We know the big news of the day. We know what took place this morning. Most of us woke up to Tom Brady calling it quits. Tom Brady calling it a career. Tom Brady staying the hell home. I guess he finally made his decision and his choice. He says he ain't coming back again. and It's over. A matter of fact, this is what he put on Twitter this morning. Take a listen to this from Tom Brady. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first. So I won't be long-winded. You only get one super... Emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. So, uh, really, thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me. My family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. Uh, I could go on forever. There's too many. Um, thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. Tom Brady getting emotional there as he realizes that it's over. It's something that he's done for all of his adult life is it's done. He's going to have to move on uh, to this next chapter. And so at 45 years old, Tom Brady, he's done. And good for him. Congratulations. He's had a hell of a career. And we know what comes next. Whenever he decides to, 
and I don't know how many people, I, I'd venture to say there are zero people on earth who can uh, have this in front of them. A $375 million retirement? To talk about what he just left? Yeah, Tom Brady has a 10-year contract, $375 million in front of him from Fox. Like they offered him this job last year. And we know that Tom Brady decided to come back and play another year. It was a bad year for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and now he's done. It's already been said that Tom Brady will not be participating in the booth uh, for this year's broadcast, of which the Super Bowl will be on Fox. And so there's a good chance that Tom Brady will be at home watching just like everybody else. Unless there's some type of pop-up appearance for a pregame. I, I don't know. Maybe Tom Brady actually wants to experience a, a Super Bowl at home knowing that he won't play next season. Or maybe he misses it so much that he wants to make an appearance out in Glendale. I, I have no idea. I'm not even really sure if Tom Brady just really wants to stick around and and do this job. Like you maybe he wants to be a year removed and then jump into it, but he has three hundred seventy five million dollars there waiting for him. A matter of fact, Tom Brady. He actually was doing his podcast with Stephen A. Smith, and Stephen A. Smith was talking about how uh, Tom Brady will, will educate the audience and, and, and take us to a level that we've, we've never been before. Listen to Stephen A. Smith on the Let's Go podcast, and listen to Tom Brady. He doesn't do anything but go, yeah, mm-hmm, okay. When you get into that booth, Tom Brady, I'm here to tell you, a lot. And I'm not talking about football. The kind of message that you just articulated, when you're in that booth on a weekly basis, it won't be just throwing footballs anymore. You're going to be talking. And when you're talking, trust me when I tell you, everybody's going to listen. Make no mistake about it. And you're going to be shocked. You're going to be shocked at the kind of profound impact that you're going to have. Get ready for it. Look forward to it. Yeah, because it's gonna happen. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Yeah, I'm sure that's one of the great things you feel too when you hear that out. You know, when you're walking around the streets wherever you're at, you know, I'm sure people really appreciate you being a part of you know what their mornings are, what their what their you know you're educating them too. It's a it feels good to give back. Yeah, well, Tom Brady is responding to Stephen A. like like he paid for the psychic hotline and he was fed garbage that he already knew. He's like, well, thank you, Stephen A. Smith, for telling me that people will listen to me. I I already know that. I'm Tom Brady. But then Tom Brady added his own own, uh, response and retort. And he actually said that as I move into being a broadcaster, I look forward to experiencing football in a different way. Listen. There's so much to learn. There's so much to teach. You know, it's ever-evolving. Believe me, as much as you think I'm willing to – you know, teach people. I'm really looking to learn. You know, I'm really looking to learn from all the people that I get to talk to. I get an opportunity to be in a job in the future where I get to travel around and learn from all the other people that I've looked up to and admired and different organizations and different people. So it's exciting for me too. You know, I, I feel like it's, you know, the opportunity to do that is something that I'm really looking forward to whenever that time comes.
Yeah, I'm, I'm sure some of you, a lot of you might be familiar. There's a whole lot that goes into a, a Sunday night game besides let's just fly the announcers in and throw them on television. Uh, it's more than just the two announcers and producers having a meeting. They're sitting down with the teams and the players and the staffs and the coaches, and it's not just broadcast interviews. They're having production meetings with the actual teams. You know, they're trying to not steal the game plan, but they're trying to garner information that they can utilize to put out the best product possible on Sunday, Monday, and Thursday. And so, yeah, Tom Brady, the broadcaster, imagine this. He'll be sitting in the New York Jets facility at Florham Park, and he'll be talking to Rob Sala about their strategy, about players that they need to watch, just so he has a better idea of what to share with the audience come Sunday. There's a good chance Tom Brady will be back up in Foxborough at Gillette having a conversation in a pre-production meeting with Bill Belichick. And so he'll be in some familiar territory. He'll be in some places that he typically would not be. And that's the part of an announcer, except for Tom Brady is going to get paid a whole hell of a lot more than anybody else. $37 million a year. 37 and a half to be precise. Tony Romo just signed a deal. Before that, $17 million a year. Troy Aikman, we know he left Fox along with Joe Buck. They went to ESPN to do Monday Night Football. Uh, Troy Aikman is getting $18 million a year. Joe Buck, standing next to him leading the broadcast, is getting 15. And so since Troy Aikman and Joe Buck left, we've seen an elevation this past season of a new broadcast group. Kevin Burkhart, who has worked his way all the way up, I remember him, you know, with the New York Mets, just sitting in the stands with goofball fans and Mr. Met. And this past year, and for the Super Bowl, he's going to be in the number one seat that would have typically been operated by Joe Buck. And then there's another familiar face, or at least a voice, is Greg Olson, who a lot of us, you might feel like he played yesterday because he basically did. His final year was that pandemic season with the Seahawks. For the past 10 years before that, he was lighting it up with the Panthers. He started off with the Bears. He was a damn good tight end, a Pro Bowl caliber tight end. And now Greg Olson, he's been in the booth the past couple of seasons. He was in the booth during bye weeks. And so Greg Olson has basically been holding and keeping the spot warm for whenever Tom Brady decides to walk up in it. And then they're going to give Greg Olson, they're probably going to give him the boot. He's on the number one broadcast team for Fox. I told you the salaries for everybody. Brady, 37 mil a year. Tony Romo, 17 mil. Troy Aikman, 18. Greg Olson is making 10 million a year. And if Greg Olson gets the boot from the number one broadcast team, Greg Olson only makes a pitiful $3 million a year. What a sad, sad world now, isn't it? That is a big difference if you're Greg Olson. A lot of us would take that money and not give a damn. But when you do a good job and you get the boot because of Tom Brady, can, can you really complain? 
Greg Olson also has an out in his contract, which would allow him to move on to another broadcasting team if a number one spot opens up. Greg Olson, he actually spoke to Sports Illustrated on their podcast, um, their media podcast with Jimmy Trainer, and Greg Olson said, yeah, I get it. Tom Brady is probably going to move me the hell up on out the way, but I'm still trying to keep my job. It is what it is, right? I mean, I, I get it. And, and uh, you know, would I have loved to get the job for the next 10 years? Of course. But do I understand that when, you know, you have a chance to, to do something with Tom Brady, you have to at least pursue it and take a shot at it? Of course, I get it. I, I told the, the team at Fox when, you know, we talked all this out and they were super transparent and upfront, they were great. I said, you know what, guys, here's my goal. I hope next year after the Super Bowl, I hope the conversations internally, you know, I said this in jest, right? Like as a, they're like, I said, I hope that it's like, damn, I can't believe we have to replace Olsen. I said, and if I do that, you replace me, I go back down to my old team, great. Tom Brady becomes the A crew. I get it. It sucks, but I get it. And it's not going to take away from how I prepare. It's not going to take away from how I try to do my job. And I'll go try to do a great job next year and make it even harder on you guys. Like, I said, that's just my mentality. That's how, you know, that's how I was raised as a player. Someone comes in to take your job, fine, bench me, but I'm going to make it hard as you to bench me. That, you know, and again, it's nothing personal against Tom. I have no right. animosity mm-hmm. towards, for, towards Fox. Like, Fox has treated me incredibly well. I, I've said that time and time again. I would not be in this position if it wasn't for Fox believing in me five, six years ago to give me a shot like they did, you know, to call a game when no one had ever seen me do it. Fox believed in me more than any other network some of the other networks we kind of danced and there was some interest but nobody liked fox so i have nothing but positives to say about my entire experience with the people at fox i hope i work with them for the next 20 years i just hope it's with the a crew well can't blame them right football player mentality somebody coming in to take my job i want to hold on to it i can't blame them 855-212-4cbs a susan is here from eugene oregon you're on the JR Sport Brief Show. What's up, Susan? Hi, JR. I just wanted to thank you for your good show and for elaborating on Tom Brady's future plans after retirement. But I'm so disappointed, though, that they couldn't offer him a job to replace Tony Romo because <laughs> I think that CBS would be a better fit for Tom Brady. And Greg Olson does a fantastic job. And I hate to see him leave, but Tony Romo, I think I heard you on one program that you watch football muted. Every time Tony Romo says something, I'm muting it constantly because he thinks he can predict what the players are going to do, what run, what their, what play is coming next. And part of the time he's right, but not all the time. And I'm just sad. I don't want Greg Olson to leave and, and, that's well, all I wanted to say. Okay, well, Susan, you can you can watch uh, the B game, which is probably not the best game, but you can still find Greg Olson, but not on a good one. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry That's Susan. okay. Thank okay. you, Dare. No problem. Thank you, Susan, for calling from uh, Eugene. I, I, I get it. And, uh, yes, it's true. A lot of times when I watch sports, I don't – like, for instance, I'm sitting in the studio. I'm surrounded by screens. I'm watching plenty of sports while speaking to you. I think I can multitask. I think I'm trying. I don't know what the hell none of these announcers are saying. I see people moving around. 
You know, when I go see sports live, I don't have any announcers. When I'm in the arena or the football stadium, I know some people, and I don't know if it's still done. Traditionally, you go to a baseball game, you'll see people wearing the headphones. They want the play-by-play. They want to know what the manager's doing, and it's actually cool that way. But if I'm watching a game, I'm watching it. If I want to see what's happening or see or have a question, I can just open up Twitter. And so a lot of times I don't care what the announcers are saying unless I have a question. What, what is the ref saying? You know, what's going on? But this past Sunday, I did hear Tony Romo. And Tony Romo just told a, a ridiculous comparison of, of Michael Jordan to Patrick Mahomes and Drexler uh, to uh, Joe Burrow. And it was just, why are we talking about basketball now, Tony Romo? And so it, it seems that he's... He's gotten out of whack a little bit and just is saying absolutely whatever comes to his mind. Do I believe Tom Brady's going to step into the booth? Yes. Does anybody know what he's going to do or how he's going to perform or how he's going to fare? How can you say? Like, what, what have you ever heard from Tom Brady? He's shown a personality, kind of a, a dry, normal guy, sense of humor, uh, he's not gregarious. He's, he's not overly effusive. The most passionate that you've ever seen Tom Brady be about anything is football. And so I don't think we can draw conclusions from commercials or interviews. I, I think he's going to be rather plain in the booth. That doesn't mean he'll be bad. That doesn't mean he'll be good. I don't know if we're going to see him in a broadcast booth for 10 years. And who knows, he could get there, he could love it, he could stick around for, for all 10 and, and want to do this until he's even more gray. I don't see Tom Brady doing this, broadcasting, going on the road for 10 years. I think there'll come a point in time where he's just like, man, damn it, I, I see my kids in the week, but I want to see them on a weekend too. It's not like Tom Brady has to work. I don't think Tom Brady needs the money. Maybe he'll snatch up a couple of uh, $37 million for the next five and say, okay, that's enough. Ten years? Damn. I think Tom Brady will be okay as an announcer, but I don't know if he's lasting for ten years. Do you even want to hear the guy? I'd be interested to see what he has to say. And then after a couple of weeks, I'm like, I don't need to hear Tom Brady anymore. I'm going to open up the phone lines. It's 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Tom Brady has that contract waiting for him. They got the red carpet out there for him to join Fox and Kevin Burkhart whenever he's ready, and they're ready to move Greg Olson that hell up on out the way. Are you interested in Tom Brady, the announcer? Would he be a good one? Would he even stick around for 10 years? I don't think so. 855-2124-CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief Show. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're 
listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. JR, it's always a pleasure to hear you because you know your product. You really do a great job by not distorting what the callers are saying. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. 855 212 4CBS. That's 855 212 4CBS. Now, now, Shep. You brought up a point last hour about Brady and, and the announcement and the timing or how it was done. What what was surprising to you about it or what stood out, I should say? Well, to me, Jr. I mean, Brady's not used to throwing red zone interceptions, and he's an individual that we know had such a dearth of help on the offensive line. His receivers were banged up. His tight end retired. We, we, we get all that. It just seemed to me like it almost was a foregone conclusion Brady was coming back. And you can't go out losing in the fashion that he did to the Dallas Cowboys, who are nobody's juggernaut. It just doesn't make sense to me, JR. There was a market out there for him. You didn't want to play football no more. Like, so, I expect we, – we talked about this last night. Sure. I thought he was going to come back and play. Right. Same. But he don't want to play no more. But I, yeah, it's not surprising. But yeah, the thing that's most confounding about that is it 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 did it did cost him his his marriage. It it cost him dating, or I shouldn't say, excuse me, not dating, but being married to. I know maybe if you're that kind of celebrity, it is dating when you're married. But nonetheless, I digress. If you're Brady, you had a beautiful family, you have a beautiful marriage. If you know you're done, why play another six seven games at the cost of your family for the foreseeable future and ultimately the permanent future? It doesn't well, make any sense to me. That's easy to say in hindsight. I mean, that that was a decision that was made last year. And he went through it, and he lived through it. And whether he regrets it or not, I'm I'm, I'm sure he has those feelings or he's at least wavering and, and waffling about them. And so that's easy to say in, in hindsight. The man wanted to come back and play last year. And so he can't, he can't put a magic eraser for, you know, what has taken place. And so what are you saying, that because he, uh, his wife and, and him divorced, that he should just keep on playing because now you don't have a family? Is, is that what you're saying? Well, or? that 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 seemed to me to be the final straw of that particular relationship when it seemed like Brady had retired, made that announcement, did that essay as he alluded to, and then all of a sudden he comes back less than two months later and that just drove Giselle bonkers, and that was the final straw in their marriage, even though she came out and supported him on Twitter that first game of the season, and that, and that was a little head-scratching in and of itself. But to me, Jr., Brady still had a lot left in the tank, just like he did at 44 when he retired the first time. So maybe he wasn't as great in the pocket. Maybe he wasn't as great in terms of his arm strength at 45 compared to 44. But, Jr., he is still to this day— a top 10 quarterback in the world. It's funny you mentioned him going into these production meetings with Phil Belichick and Robert Sala, et cetera. He's still, apologies, Josh Allen, he is still the best quarterback in that division if he were to suit up at age 46. Uh, I don't I don't know if I'd go that far. But I, I'm, I'm not surprised. It, he don't want to play no more. Right and now. Think- right now he doesn't. Right now you're right. He doesn't. Yeah, but I don't know what that necessarily – I don't think that has anything to do with last year. Like, what happened last year is is last year. And I can't fault the man, and it's not surprising for me to hear him say that he wants to he wants to stop. He wants to spend time with his family. Is it a little too late? Yeah, probably. 
That doesn't mean his family is gone anywhere. His wife is gone. Yeah. Doesn't mean his kids have gone anywhere. But Jared, why play? Why play Week 18 when there's nothing to gain, and you know playoff position is already in the bag. You're the number four seed. He played Week 18 because he is absolutely obsessed with being an NFL quarterback. He knows nothing else. He loves it. He lives it. He breathes it. He eats it, etc. So how can that guy now just want to walk away? It doesn't make sense to me. We don't know that. This is this much I understand and, and not have played professional sports. You don't want to quit on your guys. That's it. To say that he he knew who who knows until you actually have to do it. It's not like him walking away from doing this for twenty years is a is an easy decision. We can go back to last year and take a look at it. Why did he play week eighteen? Why did he want to come back? Well, obviously, He loves football. I don't think he put the final nail in the coffin until he decided to go out there and make the decision, of which now he's had a couple of weeks to do, of which he's obviously vacillated on dating back to last year. But when you're in and you're committed to something, when you're good at it, you're you're all in. And then when you have an opportunity and a chance to step away and momentarily turn that off, you can think about what you want to do. And he decided to stop. You're correct. The man has been obsessed with football. This is all that he's known. He ain't going to play forever. He's certainly, for what you just said, he's had plenty of time to evaluate what the last year has done, what it brought to him, what it didn't do, and now he's done. And if he should come back, of which I don't think he will, but, you know, who knows? I I can't fault him. But why did he continue playing in week 18? Because he's not a bum, a scrub, a quitter. He's not gonna. He's not gonna Antonio Brown his team. You say, look. If I say something that I'm gonna do, I'm speaking for myself personally. Sure. I'm gonna do it. I can tell you, hey, I, I'm gonna do this, and unless I cannot absolutely do it, unless I'm stuck, there's an accident. I could wake up and say, yes, I'm going to do this for you. I'll help you move. And it could be raining and cats and dogs and the rapture could be outside. I'm going to come out and help you because I said I'm going to do it. And when you sign up to be a quarterback, you sign up to be a professional athlete, and you got folks in, in the room, in the locker room, in the building that you've given your word to, that you've committed to, you ride out. And then when it's done, it's like everybody else. You put your feet up, you think about it, you kind of make your choice and decision from there. That's 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. Brock is here from San Diego. What's up, Brock? Hey, happy hump day to you, JF. Hey, going back to the Super Bowl, everybody bitches, sorry, complains about he had all the rules. Well, when he got pounded and pounded by the Giants, Michael Strahan said, they respected him because he kept getting up. So from everybody complaining about all those rule changes, he took a pounding, and the Giants respected him because he kept getting up. That's all I got. Grateful and thanks for, for you, buddy. Happy happy, uh, happy New Year to you. Cheers, brother. Well, thank you, thank you, Brock, for calling from San Diego. That's the latest Happy New Year I got. It's, uh, it's February 1st. Thank you. Happy New Year, Jar. Well, thank you. I'll take Happy New Year's all the way to June, please. Anyway, no, he brings up a good point. You you don't last as long as Tom Brady did in uh, 
and not be tough. We've seen him come back from tore ligaments in his leg. I've seen him get hit. I've seen him get hit. I saw him get hit a couple weeks ago. I'm like, damn, he's too old to be getting knocked around like this. 855-212-4CBS. Aaron is here from Charlotte. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. What's up, Aaron? Hey there, JR. Um, I just think that Tom Brady's come to the realization that, um, you know, in the offseason, a lot of people talked about him going to the Raiders and playing with all the great receivers out there and the tight end and Darren Waller. But I think that um, he's become more of a plug-and-play type piece instead of being the GOAT that can succeed wherever he goes. And I think that he doesn't want to have to be that piece. He wants to be remembered as the guy that can go anywhere and win. Uh, I don't I don't know so much about that. It, it seemed when he went to uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, everything was, was right there for him. It's not like he, he went there and said, I'm the guy. It's not like basketball. Like he had a great team around him. The offensive line was great. They, they drafted great. They just put a – I think it was a worse. They just drafted him, and he ended up being one of the best offensive linemen in the league. You had uh, Marpet, who unfortunately is now gone. So it, they had weapons there. We looked at what took place – uh, with Jameis Winston a year before, and it's just like, well, if only they had a good quarterback, and lo and behold, Brady went down there, and he got his ass whooped. People were killing Brady, especially in the early part of the year. His own co- his own coach, Bruce Arians, was just saying, what are you doing out there? And then they went on a run. And so I don't think he. it was a matter of, well, I don't want to do this anymore or just plug and play. One thing that was reported after he retired was that it was the Buccaneers or bust. He wasn't going to move along or go anywhere else. And I can certainly understand that at his stage of his career, too. Not surprising. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. At the top of the hour, at about 30 minutes from now, I'm going to give you a top six list. If you love Brady, if you hate his guts, I'm sure you're going to love it. I'm going to give you some of my favorite Tom Brady moments. But before we do that, next break, I think there's an important announcement from another NFL player that I think is maybe more important. I'm going to share that with you on the other side of the break. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, how you doing, man? I listen to you every night on the way home from work. I appreciate what you're doing, man. You're a bad man, pajama. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Obviously, uh, Tom Brady has jumped to the forefront of everything, but I want to tell you about another announcement that actually took place yesterday. And I think it may have a more importance or value uh, to everyone listening. And it actually happens to be an announcement from DeMar Hamlin. We, we saw him initially pop up on, on social media with the Bills, and uh, he did a quick interview. But yesterday, it was announced that DeMar Hamlin is connecting with the American Heart Association for something that I find to be a great cause. 
and it was announced yesterday. This is a new challenge, and I want you to actually take a listen to what Damar Hamlin posted yesterday on social media. Listen to this. What's up, everybody? It's D-Ham. Once again, I want to thank everybody for the love and support over these past few weeks. As you know, CPR saved my life earlier this year on the field. And CPR could easily save your life or someone you love. That's why I'm proud to announce that I'm partnering with the American Heart Association and kicking off DeMar Hamlin's 3 for Heart CPR Challenge. And of course, this one's got three steps. Step one, go to heart.org slash three to watch a short video to learn hands-only CPR. Step two, donate to the AHA to fund CPR awareness and education. And step three, challenge three friends to do the same. To kick things off, I'm challenging the GOATs. LeBron James, Tom Brady, and Michelle Obama, you've all been challenged. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. Let people challenge each other. Look, the more people that learn uh, CPR, the better. I don't know a damn thing about CPR. I'm going to learn. You want to know why? Because it, it doesn't help to learn. It doesn't hurt to learn, I should say. It might actually help and save somebody. I mean, for all the, the, the instances of, of people uh, just in, in terrible circumstances, uh, Damar Hamlin, he was able to live. Not everybody gets that, that same opportunity or chance when you have small measures that could save someone's life. And so I give Damar Hamlin credit for not just, you know, resting on his laurels and saying, hey, I'm here and just continuing on, uh, but utilizing his platform to encourage other people uh, this isn't something that he has to do. Uh, I'm not sure other people would do so, but he is. And we had a lot of amazing callers who pretty much said the same uh, about a month ago when we saw that experience with Damar Hamlin. And we had callers imploring people to check out the American Heart Association. You know, go to your local fire department where a lot of times they have classes. And so if you hear me right now, I ain't going to do no uh, DeMar Hamlin challenge. I'm not going to challenge three people or three friends or celebrities. I'm just going to ask you, if you have time, if you can do it, take an hour to learn. You never know when it will come in handy to save somebody else's life, and you don't know if it will ever become handy for someone to save yours. And so kudos to DeMar Hamlin uh, for connecting with the American Heart Association uh, to save lives. You know, I'm sure that this program that he's working on now, it's going to save a few lives, and and hopefully it can save a whole lot. Uh, Let's get more of your calls in before we get to the top six at the top of the hour as we will take a look at some of Tom Brady's most memorable moments. Trust me, they ain't all good. Uh, 855-212-4CBS. Griffin is calling from Chicago. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. What's up, Griffin? Hey, JR. I'm a huge fan. Love your show. Diehard Bears fan here. So I'm just sick of the narrative that mobile quarterbacks cannot win the Super Bowl. I hope Jalen Hurts changes that narrative. I'm sick of people thinking white dudes that sit in the pocket are the only ones who can win the Super Bowl. I just went out and bought a Hurts jersey today. I'm a huge fan of Justin Fields and Lamar Jackson as well. I just really hope that uh, the narrative changes around quarterbacks after this year's Super Bowl. Thanks. No, thank you, Griffin, for calling from Chicago. I think it's 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 natural that that's the case. Quarterbacks are 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 just about required to move around for the for the most part now. Like you can't just have a, a pocket presence or pocket awareness. There's an expectation that you go out there and create some yards with your feet. 
are we going to hit a point in the next five years where uh, head coaches decide to dial things back? Possibly. I mean, let's think about some of the quarterbacks. We got Daniel Jones. 700-plus yards rushing. Last year, Daniel Jones had a neck issue. Uh, We can look at Lamar Jackson. I haven't seen him end a season healthy in the past three. And, and, And we can go on. Justin Fields got knocked around. And how about Hurts? He's dealing with a shoulder issue. Now, everybody's going to be hurt, right? Can you play the position? You're the most important guy out there. They don't want you getting hurt and banged around. Uh, but I, I think we're already here at a natural evolution of the quarterback position. The quarterbacks are out there getting yards with their legs. Uh, we see what running backs have become. How many bruising running backs do you see? We, we got hybrids. This is not an exclusion where you get Roger Craig and then you get Marshall Falk. No. You got to have hands. Man, you, you got to be able to run. You got to be able to, to not just be a third down back. Christian McCaffrey's and Alvin Kamara's. Yeah, we can have a big guy run the ball. He can be our goal line dude. But those days of just run between the tackles and try to get us yards, that's that's over. The NFL is like a video game. And so even if Jalen Hurts doesn't walk away with the Super Bowl, man, people, eventually we're still going to see a dude who's a quote-unquote running quarterback. Somebody's going to walk away with a ring eventually. It's going to happen. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. Paul is calling from Sacramento. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, good, uh, good evening, Jr. Uh, I just have real quick two questions for you, and I want your expertise on them. Uh, real quick, do you feel that Sean Payton can revive uh, Russell Wilson's career, number one? And then uh, number two, um, do you feel – what do you feel that the Kings need to go to the next level in the, um, in the NBA? I'm taking it off the air. All right. Thank you so much, Paul, for calling from Sacramento. You know, we spent a lot of time talking about Sean Payton last night, and they can't be any worse than what they are already in regards to the Denver Broncos. They can't be any worse. And I understand people will make jokes about an incremental improvement from what they already did and they'll win two or three more games and still not make the playoffs. And guess what? That, that might be true. They can't, cannot have the worst offense in the NFL again. They can't have any more of these 15, 16, nine point games with the Denver Broncos. And from everything that I've learned and read and heard, Said Russell Wilson is is open to this because he know this he knows this has been crap. Russell Wilson has to have egg on his face because you're leaving a situation with Pete Carroll, who had to tell you to quote unquote dial things back. You go to the Denver Broncos and sure everything isn't his fault. We talked about the offensive line last night. We know about some of the injuries, even to his running back. Everything's not his fault, but he still needs to improve himself. And so I think Sean Payton will allow him to go out there and do it. And for the Sacramento Kings, God bless them. They're a young team. They got a lot of talent. They can put up points. Uh, De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis are leading the way. I think they were just on the cover of, of Slam or one of these magazines. 
it's the defense, it's veterans and experience. You have Harrison Barnes in the starting lineup. They need to round out the roster a little bit more. And part of that you get with experience, whether it comes over the next several years. Uh, but I'm, I'm not all that much of a fan of their defense, especially with a big. They can go out there and run up and down the court, but when they get to the postseason, it's going to be difficult for the Kings. Let's go ahead, 855-212-4CBS. Tommy's here from New Orleans. Hey, JR, can you hear me, Mo? Loud and clear. Go ahead, please. Hey, man, um, Merry Christmas. Uh, really well, sorry thanks. to hear about Bobby Beffin passing. Uh, I always liked that guy. And, uh, man, DeMar Hamlin, about that stuff. Look, JR, even if you go to CPR class and you forget everything you learn, remember, remember I called you a while back and said, all you got to do is do those compressions to the beat of staying alive, right? And then you, the, the fire department got back to you and, you know, confirmed that. As far as Brady goes, the man demands respect. I mean, it's, it's, you can't argue with it. I mean, the skins he put on the wall are unbelievable. I, my only problem with him, what I, I mean, professionally was he was always a little whiny, too little whiny for me. And, you know, the, the, the whole tuck rule thing really s- still sticks with me because, you know, the, the whole Saints-Rams debacle, you know, the NFL missed out on a, Bru- a Breeze, a Brady, you know, Super Bowl, all that kind of stuff. But really what, what turned me uh, on Brady was what he did with Drew Brees in the Superdome after the game, after everybody was gone. I know everybody's seen the videos. But him just sitting and talking with him and Brees' wife and throwing the ball with his kids, I thought it was a real, real class, class act. And um, the bottom line is, JR, we don't know any of these guys. We think we know them, but we don't. And uh, we know them because of what they do on Sundays and because they entertain us. But, um, you know, God bless Tom Brady, and uh, I wish him nothing but the best in his future. And I want, keep an eye on this Peyton-Wilson uh, thing, man. Uh, Peyton's not going to put up with a whole lot from that guy, okay? I'll talk to you later, brother. All right. Thank you, Tommy, for calling from, uh, from New Orleans. Okay. And it is true. Hey, well, Logan, I think Logan Ryan, I think his wife, uh, she decided to share something online today that one of the things that Tom Brady did here in the in-season, I should say, not the off-season, you know, him and his kids would volunteer at an animal shelter. But nobody knew. He was there every other week. They were volunteering at the animal shelter, and nobody knew. Yeah. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. When we come back, we're going to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly with Tom Brady. I'm going to give you my top six moments that I will remember the most. Don't move. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 